welcome to Dean's Discuss, a podcast that examines how science and research at UC Davis affect our everyday lives. Join our hosts, Allison Brashear, Dean of the UC Davis School of Medicine, and Michael Lairmore, Dean of the UC Davis School of Veterinary Medicine, as they give their thoughts on how the work of scientists, physicians, and researchers affects us all. Hi, Allison. Hi, Michael. You know, today on uh, our episode, I really want to explore a little bit further some of the amazing uh, research that's going on in the School of Medicine. So can I ask you a, a few questions? You know, when you think about uh, the School of Medicine and the evolution of your research programs, and and you've done a great job since you've been here of really fostering that and 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 speaking about that and really explaining that to the public. You know, can you can you explore a little bit about what's going on and and what are some of the foundations in the School of Medicine that that really foster biomedical research? Well, um, as I think you might know, we have the largest amount of NIH funding in the last year, 181 million. And, wow, that's um, phenomenal. Yeah, and the research trend so far for the third quarter is really also tracking way above last year. You know, one of the things we want to do in the School of Medicine is bring new treatments to our patients at the bedside. And I really believe schools of medicine are about improving health through all the missions, either education, research, providing clinical care, or partnering with the community like we did with the vaccine. You know, we have all these major grants. I think um, we're probably one of the very few schools of medicine that have something, the Mind Center, which is over mm-hmm. 6 million. The Conti Center was just renewed um, for 15 million. We have um, an Alzheimer's Disease Center, a uh, Clinical Translational Science Center, which is funded what, what, for you know, 33 the, million. Those centers like that, you know, so I assume that those centers are really around bringing bringing uh, researchers together. Can you explain how some of that that funding does that? Yeah, so all of those centers are designed to not only train the next generation of researchers in those fields, but also to bring um, research directly together with basic science and clinical researchers. So that's kind of what a center does, is it's, it's a milieu, it's an environment that really energizes innovation, entrepreneurship, and thinking about things in a new way. You know, diversity um, of everywhere really spurs innovation. And when we get a diverse group of maybe the clinicians and scientists all in the same room, like the cancer center does, then you spur innovation. And then you can actually bring those trials more quickly to the bedside to see if they actually work. That's, that's great because, you know, one thing that I think that you've really done is, is and with your leaders within medicine is really open that up so that the, the, the disciplines can come together and, and really impact. I mean, ultimately, I know the School of Medicine is very dedicated uh, also to the community. Uh, can you speak towards how some of that research directly impacts the community uh, and, and the, the people that we serve both within California, but also in the nation as well? Well, um, you know, clinical trials are near and dear to my heart. And I believe that's actually why patients oftentimes come to an academic health system. Uh, and for example, we have 892 clinical trials underway across wow. neuroscience, oncology, neurology, sleep medicine, many others. 
Many of those were in COVID, but many, many, many are not. And our research really um, kept going uh, full speed for our clinical trials in the, in the worst times of COVID. I'm so proud of all of our cancer doctors who continue to enroll patients. You know, um, that's, that's really how you bring things directly to the community. You know, I think um, the sweet spot for schools of medicine and the integrated health systems where, you know, I work side by side with our hospital leadership and we work and partner to bring cutting edge treatments to our patients, to the community and nationally. Nationally, that's either drug development, basic science, things like the Explore, but locally, that's things like clinical trials, like the vaccine trial. You know, we had the Pfizer vaccine trial um, when it wasn't really available much in our community. We also were one of the first places that had remdesivir or the Regeneron um, medicines and others. So, you know, it, that's that's what schools of medicine bring to a community. And of course, nationally, the schools of medicine have been really leaders in how to pivot on the pandemic. You know, you, you really bring up a couple of uh, really good points in that, you know, we often hear about team science. And, and I know the School of Medicine is really fostering team science. And what's the value of that? I mean, how do you cultivate that too? Because obviously the other major mission that you have is, is educating uh, the next generation of physician scientists. Can you describe a little bit about some of the environment for fostering team science in the School of Medicine? Well, posturing team science in the School of Medicine um, is within the centers that we describe, but also as Dean, I've launched um, a Cultivating Team Science Award, and uh, we had 22 submissions. We'll be announcing the two teams that are going to get funded for the next year, and that's really designed to bring people together from diverse backgrounds so that they can think creatively about different ways to solve problems in medicine, and we don't want to just spit the medicine because we work collaboratively with the College of Biological Sciences headed by Dean Whiney, mm -hmm. your school, School of Veterinary Medicine. Um, we've been working with the College of Engineering, and that's actually the sweet spot for UC Davis nationally. I can't think of very many places where we have yeah. such a nationally ranked veterinary school and school of medicine in the same environment. Yeah, I think that that's the, as you mentioned, is sort of a, a magic. There's very low barriers here, I think, uh, between you know, agriculture and engineering and medicine and, and biological sciences. And, and really, that's where those team science uh, approaches really uh, are fostered and really are helpful. You know, I know you're a, a neuroscientist and really think about that. You're a, you know, you've brought some amazing uh, work in your past research uh, to our, our, you know, our UC Davis community. And, and there is a new science, neuroscience. I know neuroscience isn't a major focus uh, for the School of Medicine. Can you describe some, something about that as well? So neuroscience at UC Davis is very, very strong. We're also incredibly strong in cancer. Um, what we have here is um, neuroscience across the lifetime and across um, the continuum of basic science to clinical trials. So you know, we have an incredibly strong Alzheimer's disease center with Dr. Charlie DeCarly. We also have a large grant that he just received for $53 million 
which was to study white matter disease in patients with um, uh, memory problems. And then you can take it to um, kind of even more patient focused as we're involved in the pointer trial, which is the effect of exercise on memory. That's good um, because I just rode my bike into work. So I'm hoping that that'll help me today. That's right. That's right. Our leader, Rachel Whitmer, is uh, leading that. And uh, uh, what Rachel tells me gets me also out of bed to, to go to the gym. But, you know, neuroscience also is about um, young children and the effect of even things in pregnancy, like illnesses in the mother. And how does that per perhaps set the baby and child later up for disease like um, autism or other problems with thinking. And so we are incredibly strong. Personally, that's one of the things that brought me to UC Davis. Um, I study ATP1A3 diseases, which is the sodium potassium pump that keeps all cells alive. And with a team, uh, I'm the clinician and I have um, a biochemist uh, and a, um, a geneticist uh, that I've worked with for 20 years. And we've been so, uncovering different things about those genetic mutations that impact disease across the broad continuum. So team science was really in your, in your background, even before we re were able to recruit you here. So that's wonderful. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, there, I've heard some uh, wonderful new and really novel clinical trials in areas like stem cell research. And, and I, I know that there's been some really excitement uh, recently in that. Uh, could you describe a little bit of that? Right. So Jan Nolta has been um, working in, with our stem cell group. And, um, you know, we have an alpha clinic and uh, we're working on some novel therapies there. And of course, um, California is uh, has CIRM, which has now been refunded by the voters for 5.5 million. And 1.5 million of that is for neuroscience. So, you know, those are incredible um, opportunities to really um, advance uh, science. Um, Jan Nolte's group is working on things like Huntington's disease, a absolutely devastating neurologic disease. And the idea that we could use in gene editing or other uh, modalities to change the course of that devastating disease is phenomenal. So it's really bringing together um, everybody's talents. As a leader, I like to say, I want to work with um, all of the smart people and bring their best selves to the problem. And when you bring everyone's best self to the problem and you have a diverse group of thinkers, you begin to think outside the box on ways to possibly solve problems. Yeah, that innovation that you're fostering, and then you know the seed grant program that you mentioned really is is a spark uh, to bring people together. And I think you're you as a role model and being out in front and talking about it is really critical. I think the the thing that that is amazing is the number of of, of trials and the breadth of what is available uh, for the community to find. So how does you know for for those that aren't familiar with clinical trials? How do they find this information? Uh, how do they find, for example, if they have a, a relative with a disease or they're interested in a disease and they say, well, is there a new clinical trial going on? How do they find that information? So you could go to studypages.com at UC Davis and you can look on there and see if we have a clinical trial. Um, you know, our clinical trials span from 
treating children or uh, in utero before the child's born with Diana Farmer's work with spina bifida all the way to um, uh, the elderly in terms of enrollment and memory and other dis diseases. And we have something for everyone. You know, um, I would share a little personal story. You know, I personally participated in clinical trials um, as a, a daughter of someone who died with breast cancer. And my mother-in-law personally um, participated in my husband's family in Alzheimer's research. And we actually donated my mother-in-law's brain. Sadly, she died of Alzheimer's disease. Mm -hmm. So I actually will say that um, you know, everybody can participate in research. You don't have to be sick. Um, you can either uh, support research by philanthropy or you can participate. You know, we're always looking for normals. Like, you know, I participated in a, a cancer trial a while back because they needed normals. Um, and so that's one thing that we really would like our community to think about. You know, research is so important and the the pandemic has put a new focus on research, science, facts, and collaboration. So important in, in finding that information, but also knowing that they can help in many different ways. Um, and like your family, my family has benefited from clinical trials in cancer uh, and, and other things. My daughter has participated and volunteered as a normal, as you, as you call it. I'm not normal, so I can't volunteer, but no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, but I think you bring up an excellent point where we really need to all participate uh, and think about that because we all benefit from that or society benefits from that. Well, Allison, this has been a great discussion, the breadth and the excitement uh, of the biomedical research in the School of Medicine and how you've integrated that within a campus like ours and within the UCs is, is incredible. So congratulations, thank you. I look forward to you know really thinking about how we can affect the next generation and also bring this to our community in, in future episodes. So thank you. It's been great talking with you today, Allison. Great to talk to you too. I'll see you soon, Michael. Take care. Like what you heard or have an idea for a future episode? Email the deans with your suggestions at deansdiscuss at ucdavis.edu. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Dean's Discuss Podcasts is available free on demand at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon's TuneIn, Stitcher, Pandora, and Spotify. This is Dean's Discuss.